Well, there we go. Hello, YouTubers, MCU fans, DCU fans. We're back here on the MCU's Bleeding Edge um, on a, well, I guess, well, in, in my time zone, a late afternoon here on Wednesday. Um, but we've got various people from various parts of the world right now on the show. This is going to be a, uh, a, a, like a global MCU's Bleeding Edge episode. We've got the Grandmaster here from way the hell away from me, six hours away from, from here or whatever. Um, say hello, Grandmaster. Hi, everybody. Oh, and of course, where are you where are you where are you coming from, Grandmaster? You're from the podcast of champions and Sakar and yeah. everything. Yeah, exactly. I'm uh Sakar's grandmaster. Uh, it's a small but growing uh, uh, pop culture fan form uh, with a, a big focus on the MCU, of course, uh, the biggest franchise of all time. And uh, yeah, we make a podcast and review uh, reviews as well on our uh, YouTube channel, the Podcast Champions. Excellent. And then we've got, of course, Alexis, a frequent guest on the show. Alexis, it's good to see you. Good to see you too, man. And do you want to just basically do a quick shout out for um, Honeysuckle Creations and everything really quick? My company, Honeysuckle Rose Creation, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, of course, uh, our, sh our stores are fully stocked on Etsy and Handmade at Amazon, and we're getting ready for our uh, Labor Day sale. It kicks off on Friday the 3rd. It's going to go until Monday the 6th. I had to count. And everything in both shops will be 15% uh, off. So, And this is actually some of Alexis's stuff right here that I'm going to stream right on top of the screen. But, uh, okay, and then, of course, we've also once again got Yvonne Rempel for the first time in a long time. I think it's been how long, Yvonne? Like a, a, over, a little over a month? Yeah, I think about a little over a month. That's right. She had a big move. Um, yeah. And, and crossed, she crossed across, the, she went across the pond um, and she's joining us from the UK. We're in the UK. In the U where am I in the UK? Mm -hmm. I'm just northwest of Manchester and Chorley. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I studied in London uh, for okay. a bit. So I was like, okay, where are you? <laughs> We are headed to, at the end of September, to the London MCM Comic-Con. Mm, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Yvonne is a regular on the MCU's Bleeding Edge as well. And we're, wonder we're, we're very happy to have her on, of course. I don't have any of my co-hosts with me. It's just going to be me solo um, with these guys. And uh, basically what we're here for today is just a roundtable discussion on some of the upcoming trailers for the for the next three installments of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We've got the Eternals that we're going to start with. Um, I don't know how we'll, we'll see. We'll get a feel for how the panel feels about about that's that right now. I'm still a little bit pessimistic with the Eternals. Shang-Chi is coming out. Um, well, I don't know. For me, it's coming out on Friday. But Alexis, you said you got your tickets for it already for tomorrow night. Mm hmm. Yep. Got it. Um... Um, my husband surprised me with tickets. We're going to do our, it's like the first date night we've had in over a month because of all my travels for Comic-Cons. Is that like a promotional like release of it or something like that? Is that why yours is out on Thursday and mine's out on Friday? No, a lot of uh, big name movies have uh, early night premieres. Oh, okay. You, you, never heard of, you ever heard about it's like going to the midnight premiere? Yeah, movie? I have. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I never even thought to look to see if I could have got tickets for Thursday. So maybe I could have done that too. I don't even know. Well, um, I've got 
I'm spending Friday with a friend and I'm spending Saturday with a friend. So I I really didn't want to cut off hanging out with my friends to go on a date night. I just hate overlaying my schedules like that. So yeah, I was was talking to Andre and I was like, let's go out on Thursday night. Well, what about everybody else? Grandmaster, are you going to be going to see Shang-Chi here pretty soon? Yes. Saturday morning, uh, 1120. It was the best showing for me. Uh, and uh, I'm happy to report uh, the movie already came out last midnight, so that's basically Tuesday night at 12 here in the Netherlands. So uh, it's already been uh, uh, been seen by a lot of people. I stay off Twitter and especially the hashtag Shang-Chi because I don't want to get spoiled. I haven't watched a single YouTube video that's come out on Shang-Chi in the last like two weeks. I'm just avoiding it completely. Uh, I don't want any spoilers at all. Um, even like, um, even the, uh, the Easter egg stuff, you know, that they do like on some of these YouTube channels, like for some of these trailers, the same thing with Spider-Man three, I've been avoiding all that stuff because I don't want to get any of it spoiled. I want to have it fresh for myself. Um, Yvonne, what, are you guys going to go see Shang-Chi? We will, but we're still settling a little bit here after uh, moving across the ocean. So once we get a little bit settled and we uh, find our feet beneath us, then we'll be hitting the, the movie theaters. Well, you've got plenty of time. I'm sure that Shang-Chi will be in theaters for quite a while. Um, yeah, I a, know for a fact Black Widow is still in theaters, right? I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it will, it will remain for a while, I would I would assume. Well, it's, it's only real competition. I would say it's only real competition right now is Candyman. Which yeah. also saw yesterday really good scary movie. Okay. Great That's good news because Nia Da Costa, the director of Candyman, is also the director of the Marvels. So that's correct. Yeah, in fact, and- uh, the lead uh, female protagonist of Candyman is the actress who played Maria, um, or no, Monica Rambo. Tiana Paris. Oh, really? She's in that? Yeah, she's really good in it. Wow, I didn't realize that. She actually gets one like one of my all-time favorite scenes in Candyman. There's she's this is not a spoiler, I swear, (laughs) but she's looking to talk to someone, and uh, she's in a laundromat uh, where this person works, and she's looking around, and she opens this door, and it leads down to I I guess like a basement, like a very creepy basement. All the lights are off. She opens it, and she goes. Nope. And she shuts the door and walks away. It's like, <laughs> yes, thank you. Logic. Yeah. I can't believe I watched that trailer and I did not realize that was her. I know, right? I, I didn't, didn't realize it was her either. No, I didn't even mm-hmm. it didn't even occur to me. Um, but that's interesting to hear that that movie's pretty good. I was wondering about it, to be honest with you. Um, I've never really been a huge Candyman fan, to tell you the truth, but I guess it's I mean I it's okay. Um well, we did. Uh, for those uh, interested, we did do a roundtable discussion with the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. It was myself, Jason Teasley, Robert Winfrey, and we brought in a special guest, a local film director here in Kansas City, Dorian Price, uh, who's working on a couple of his own little horror films. Uh, brought that in to, uh, like I said, we talked about the movie last night. It was a different discussion than what we usually do because usually it's just going back and forth, biting each other's heads off. This time we did more of a roundtable discussion where Robert actually asked us specific questions instead of just letting us go off on tangents. Uh, we all had a lot of things to say about the film, about the, um, well, there's no other way to say it, about the political leanings of this movie. It's impossible to have a film like Candyman in today's day and age with the Black Lives Matter and not have that be a massive influence. And that was something we talked about for quite a while, as well as what is clearly Anita DaCosta's um, 
uh, influences. You see a lot of uh, Stanley Kubrick. I pointed out you could see a little like a German expressionism in the film in, in certain scenes. So uh, for those who are interested in listening uh, on the W2M network, you can catch our uh, latest review on the Candyman uh, reboot sequel you know, it, it's actually a couple of different things. It does tie into the previous, the first Candyman. It ties into the first Candyman, but it is a new Candyman as well. So you can call it a reboot, you can call it a sequel. I think they're technically, but it's technically both. So basically right. it's a bit like the Suicide Squad. It's it's like a sequel, but it's also like a reboot mixed mm-hmm. together. Yeah? Very much. Yeah. That's right. I have, I have one more comment on the show. Oh, go ahead, Grandmaster. Uh, it's a 45 days exclusive release in theaters. So uh, at least for one and a half months, uh, it's in theaters alone. So uh, you have time, Yvonne. Okay, yeah. thank you. <laughs> okay, well, and the, the Religion Broadcasting Network is certainly a um, a friend a, to this to this program. Uh, Mark has, has been on the show before once in the past. We're hoping to have him on again. I actually just talked to him the other day, Alexis, about some stuff that we might review together uh, potentially here in the future. Um, I can't Excellent. remember. Exactly, yeah, I can't remember exactly what the titles were of the films, but there's a couple that he wants to do that that he was thinking about bringing me and you on to do. Um, so let's go ahead and launch into these trailers and start doing some reactions here. Um, okay. Let me just go ahead and. Now, when you say reaction, I just want to make sure, are we going to have be able to talk over the trailers or will you be muting us? Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start off by going ahead and playing the trailers outright, full screen, okay. for us to just take in and watch. And then I'm going to go ahead and jump into some questions and some topical stuff. But I'm also going to go ahead and play some of the trailers again, like during the talks, you know what I mean? You know, and, and I'm thinking about maybe, you know, stopping and pausing it and stuff like that and kind of breaking them down a little bit but let's just start off with just playing them full screen and then we'll we'll do our basic reactions off of that okay sounds good i mean five years ago thanos erased half of the population of the universe but the people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. The sudden return of the population provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin. How long do we have? Seven days. We're Eternals. We came here 7,000 years ago to protect humans from the deviants. Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos or any war or all the other terrible things throughout history? We were instructed not to interfere in any human conflicts unless deviants are involved. By who? to find the others. I haven't seen some of them for centuries. Hi. Hello. This is what the end of the world looks like. At least we have front row seats. 
You know what's never saved the planet? Your sarcasm. We've loved these people since the day we arrived. When you love something, you protect it. Captain Rogers and Iron Man are both gone. Who do you think's gonna lead the Avengers? I could lead them. <laughs> okay, so this is kind of off topic, but just to go around really quick, just because this just popped in my head. Avon, who do you think is gonna lead the Avengers when we get the new Avengers in a couple of years? Who do you think is gonna lead the Avengers? Uh, Captain America is going to lead the Avengers. There you go. That's right. That's right. You don't. Do you? You don't think there's any chance that there might they might have like co-captains or something like that? Like it might be Captain America and maybe somebody else too, or like no, no, no I don't think so. Okay. I think so you- no. I, I'm pretty confident. I think they're. 
as, as much as they're mixing together and we're seeing it pop up, you know, together, you know, it's still very individual in how they do things. So I don't think that they're going to mix the two. No, I don't think I don't they're either. No, I don't think so either. The Eternals are not, I don't think any of these Eternals characters are actually going to be on the Avengers. I don't, to be honest with you. I, uh, uh, but, um, but I, I do think it's an interesting question because, um, uh, you know, I, this, I hear this, I hear this getting asked quite a bit. People want to know who's going to lead the new Avengers team. I think it's, I think it should be Sam Wilson, just like you said, you know what I mean? Like he's Captain America, but, um, Alexis, what do you think? Who's going to lead the Avengers when we get the Avengers in what, maybe three years or four years? Oh, it's definitely going to be Sam without question. I think we're going to see a new tr uh, Trinity with uh, Sam Wilson, um, the female Thor, and I'm leaning between either Spider-Man or I know that we're going to get Ironheart coming in. So I think it really comes down to how big of a role uh, Rini is going to play when she comes into the series. Well, I think she's going to be on the Young Avengers. Well, they've said they've dropped hints that she's going to start appearing sooner than we think. And let's, I mean, she's let's. Going to be, she, she's going to be in Black Panther too. Exactly. So, again, I would normally say Spider Man, but I know that Marvel is really hedging a lot of their bets on this new character. So, holding off on final judgment on who the final third member of the Holy Trinity is going to be until I see just how big of an impact she has. Okay. Grandmaster, what do you think? Who's going to lead the Avengers? Well, definitely Sam Wilson. Um, when it comes to uh, Trinities, uh, I would uh, submit, uh, and it's not a popular opinion, but Carol Danvers, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, uh, is a is a has a good chance, or even uh, Stephen Strange. But uh, it depends on when the next Avengers movie will come out. Uh, contracts will be up, uh, and, and new characters will be flushing into the MCU uh, in the next few years. So it's a bit hard to say, but uh, definitely Sam Wilson. Well, that's that's so we're unanimous on that then, which is nice to see because that's kind of where I'm at too, you know. But I do think also I agree with you, Grandmaster. I think as far as like a, a new Trinity goes, I don't see how Captain Marvel doesn't make her way into that. Spider Man too, I could see him popping in there as well. I think that um, I don't see him, you know, I, he's not the leader type, but I see him, I see him becoming a more significant part of the Avengers um, as he continues to mature. Uh, Go ahead, Grandmaster. Well, I have the feeling uh, it's obvious they have several teams now. Guardians, of course. Uh, we get now Eternals. Um, I, ha I have the feeling uh, it won't be so much Avengers-centric anymore in the MCU going forward. Yeah. It, 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 uh, and, and those characters will meet uh, each other, but it will not be like a major Avengers team-up where the Eternals and the Guardians and everybody comes in. I don't see that happening. No, I Not see that. I see that happening. If anything, with the Avengers and the X Men, I don't want to get yeah. into all that right now. But if they do do something like that, I see the crossover coming between the X Men and the Avengers, just like in the comic books. Um, but onto the Eternals. So starting off with you, Alexis, um, the one thing I will point out that I noticed that I that I it di I didn't come to realization until now is that uh, I, I I did notice when I watched these trailers before that you never see the black knight in his costume or anything like that, or actually wielding 
his sword or anything like that or fighting. And then when you see the Eternals in that last trailer that we watched, when you see them all together on that hill and they're like all unified in their uniforms and everything, he's not there. You know what I mean? Like he's not actually present in that in that scene. So at this point, I'm starting to come to the realization that I don't think we're actually going to get the Black Knight in this movie. Um, I don't think he's actually going to become the Black Knight. He's going to he's going to be a character in the movie, Kit Harrington, but I don't think he's actually going to pick up the ebony blade and become the Black Knight. Um, in fact, I, I won't lie. I already saw a leak that that the, he's going to find the ebony blade in a post credit scene, um, like at the end of the film. But what do you think, Alexis? Just based off of watching the trailers, essentially, what is your take on like the the direction of the Eternals? Permission to be blunt. Of course. Marvel may be in trouble. The Eternals is not a story arc that a lot of fans are familiar with. We all ever you ask any person whether they read comic books or not, they know Captain America, they know Iron Man, e even Thor, who was a little bit more of an obscure character before the MCU really took off. I, he wasn't as popular, I would say, as some other characters. But the Eternals are not ones that have really gotten a lot of limelight. And I'm going to be honest, the trailers are not building confidence. They're showing us these characters we don't know, we're not familiar with. They're not really presenting what the story arc is. They're saying that the, the end of the world is coming, but we don't know in what context. I know that it's a cliche, and we always hate it when they do this, but... This is a story that probably needs more of an everyman who is going to, you know, fall into things and be like, what the hell is going on to explain it. But from the trailers alone, we're getting thrust into this world that we're not familiar with, with characters we don't really know that well. And I, I don't know. It just doesn't really come across as that engaging. Even the villains. We don't really see a lot with the villains, with the deviants. We see like two or three of them and yeah, they're scary looking, but we don't really know what's going on. And frankly, Marvel trailers are supposed to get us more excited than this. This is a movie I watched the first trailer for. And I'm like, okay, now what? And we're not getting that answer yet. I could be a hundred percent wrong. This movie could be amazing. It could be really enjoyable, but for what we've been given, I am not excited yet. Well, the music and the cinematography is great. Um, you, you could, you know, I, I agree with you. We've talked about this before in the past, you and I, about, about the same subject. I saw the first trailer and my reaction was the same thing you said. Like, I'm worried about this right now. Like, I'm actually worried about this film, like, you know, how it's going to end up coming out. Because, I mm -hmm. mean, it to me, like, it, it has, I mean, don't get me wrong. The second trailer definitely kind of brought it, brought it, you know, home to me a little bit more. Um, but I'm still kind of a little bit worried that this might be like the first real failure kind of like in the MCU kind of thing. And I think Alexis makes a really good point there that there's almost like a separation between the Eternals and the rest of the MCU, which I think they want in one way. But I don't know if that really plays very well with the fans. But Grandmaster, what is your take just off of just based off of your immediate reactions on what you've seen in the trailer so far? Um. Well, I see where Alexis is coming from. So, uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, I I, talk, I have a totally different view on it. Actually, um, I'm a I'm a person personally who likes to see new characters coming in. 
I'm not a comic book reader, so uh, to me, all characters are unknown. So uh, for, unknown is a is a big word, but um, and I think this movie uh, looks amazing. Uh, the cinematography is uh, really great. Um, the cast is excellent. Uh, cannot fold it there. And it's a Marvel movie. People will go see it at least once. At least the fans will go see it at least once. Um, they have one thing, big thing going for it, and that's Chloe Zhao, the director. I mean, she won uh, the Oscar the last time. Uh, I have a feeling uh, this movie will be uh, Marvel Studios' first uh, nominee, actually, uh, for Best Picture. Uh, or no, second one, but uh, uh, actually one that has a shot at uh, winning it. But... Uh, I can see where Alexis is coming from, but then I throw in Guardians of the Galaxy. They were virtually unknown when that movie came out. Granted, those trailers were actually very exciting, so uh, that's the difference. Uh, I agree on you there, and I think, uh, and I do think that um, uh, taking a story over uh, a period of seven thousand years is a big risk because you you have to tell a lot of story in well two and a half hours time. And I, I, I can definitely foresee problems with that. Uh, only, again, I trust Marvel. Uh, I've seen Nomadland. I've seen uh, Chloe Zhao's power, power. And I think, uh, well, that should give us enough uh, confidence that this movie will do well. Uh, I don't know if it will be a massive box office success, but I think it will be uh, critically acclaimed. And uh, like I say... Uh, a potential best picture uh, nominee at the Oscars. Well, I will go ahead and say I will agree with you guys. The cinematography and the camera angles and everything are really beautiful in the trailer. It is gorgeous looking. Like I said, I'm just waiting. I miss the I miss the squee moment. The costume you know, designs are really good too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, the cast, awesome. I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot of these actors join the MCU. But again, let me put it this way without going into the trailers that we're going to watch later on in this discussion, uh, second civil war trailer, when Spider-Man first appeared, how many of you like either squeed or you jumped up and cheered, or you saw that huge grin on your face. You're like, yes. Oh my God. You're just so excited for that. Yeah. That's what Marvel often brings with their trailers. They get you excited. They really make us want to be a part of it. They make us jump up in our seats these trailers are not hitting that mark. So I agree. I agree. Uh, and, uh, but maybe Eternals is just not that kind of a film. Uh, very true. Uh, they, uh, they, Marvel Studios is doing a very good job in uh, uh, dipping their toes in a different kind of genres. And uh, this kind of movie uh, is something new. And, it may not be an uh, action-packed uh, movie with a lot of exciting things. I mean, uh, it has one thing going for it. We get another Superman uh, mo uh, kind of character uh, before we get Man of Steel 2. And, uh, well, that counts for something. Yeah, it seems like that. Like that's Icarus, isn't it? I think he basically has yeah. the same. He has the same power set as Superman. Essentially, uh, mm -hmm. he can shoot eye beams. He flies. He's indestructible. I mean. Um, I don't think he's as powerful as Superman, but Avon, no, what do you think? What is your take on the trailers? Just just based off the trailers, what is your gut reaction? I think it's going to be a great movie. I think it's going to be nice to watch. Um, the cast is great. 
the, you know, everything looks fantastic as a movie. You know, if I saw that in the theaters, I'd be like, oh, I'd go watch that in the theaters. I wouldn't wait for it to come out. But at the same time, it's a really great backstory and not part of the line of the MCU. Um, so I think it, it's really going to give us a lot of understanding of why things happened in the end. But it's a great backstory and it's not going to make us excited about what is up and coming in the MCU. I think it's going to really cement, maybe cement some doors closed for us and be like, okay, we're not seeing anybody else anymore. And then they're going to move forward. So that's, that's kind of what I think. Um, I'm excited to watch it. I think it looks fantastic. Um, it looks funny, you know, some of the, you know, like comedy in there a little bit. I, you know, you laugh in the trailer. You're like, okay, I hope this isn't going to be the only comedy. I hope it's going to be really good. Um, MC is great at bringing great movies, but yeah, I, I agree. I think if you don't understand the comics, you're not going to understand what this movie is about. And that unfortunately could lead to a um, downside of audience people who love MCU because now they're going to have to go Google search who are the internals before they can move forward. And to be honest, a lot of people don't want to do that nowadays because, you know, Spider-Man was great. Everybody knows who Spider-Man. I mean, people know who Thor was in the 90s, right? Like, comics were really big but when you go further back into the eternals like yeah you're not not for the new audience they're trying to bring this to i think it's a disservice and i'm really hoping mcu doesn't uh doesn't do anything to bring in the new audience by putting out this movie well i'll go right back to you Yvonne. um what do you think about how they how they what they gave us for the deviants what did you think of them? Did, did you do you feel like they're compelling as as like villains or whatever? Like, what did you think of it? I'm like, you know what? Honestly, if I didn't know what the comics were, I'd be like, they just look like creatures from the ocean or the creatures from the sea. Like, they do, there's no explanation in what they are. Like, if you don't know and you watch the trailer, I have no idea what's going on. I actually probably wouldn't have even known it was part of the MCU if it didn't have that opening credits. So there is some hesitancy, you know, going, this is a huge MCU movie that, you know, is part of the part of the line. And we're going, we're waiting for, you know, like Dr. Strange or, you know, Wanda to show up or somebody because it's so that's what we've been getting. And we're not getting that at all. And so people don't look, don't want to go watch the backstory. They want to know the story in motion. So I think if we don't put out there some some kind of information of what this is, it's I don't think it's actually going to do really well. Um, and people might see it once because it's MCU, but other than that, it, it might end up being like a Captain Marvel, and people are either going to love it or they're going to hate it. Well, what do you think, Grandmaster? I, I was kind of shocked when I first saw them how they how they ended up doing the deviants. I had something different pictured in my head personally as far as what they were going to look like. But what was your what was your thoughts on actually seeing what they're giving us for the deviants? Well, to me, they look a bit generic, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, it gave me a, even a little bit of a Jurassic Park feel, and yeah, uh, it's just another CGI monster, uh, basically. Yeah, and, yeah, um, but I do think there's more going on than just the deviants. Uh, uh, at least uh, if, if, if I know my Marvel correctly. So 
uh, I'm, I'm not convinced the deviants are the main villain of the film even so uh, but we'll, we'll we'll have to see but uh, I, I i didn't care much for the look in the sense i didn't hate it but uh it, it wasn't really special to me either it was very very generic it was another generic cgi monster that's exactly how i felt that it was very generic what do you think alexis i i have to agree with yvonne that I know a little bit about the deviants uh, from doing when I when they first announced about Thanos, and I did a little bit more research about him. But yeah, I don't really know that much about them. You got the one that goes after Angelina Jolie's character, and I, I hate to say it, even that shot kind of bugs me because she's just like, uh huh, yeah, not paying attention. I'm like, you have evil creature tentacles wrapping around you, woman. Emote. Do something. I, Angelina Jolie, we know you can act. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just like, what is going on with that scene? And yeah, they just say that the world is ending in like, what, what did they say? Five days, seven days, something like that. It's seven like, days. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, what's going on? It's just very hard for me to get into the concept of the Eternals when we don't even know anything about the characters. I'm starting to wonder if this would have been better if we had gotten maybe a little bit more of an introduction to the Eternals before the movie. You know, um, how do I put this? Like with the Infinity Stones, how MCU has, how they kind of laid out the groundwork for what the Infinity Stones were and everything. Because if they had just brought those in suddenly with Infinity War, without us really knowing what the buildup was, we've been like, huh? What? What? What's going on? What? Gauntlet? What? So, but again, I could be 100% wrong. Marvel has shown us time and time again, they know what they're doing. So, you know. Well, just to, I mean, kind of to launch off of what Grandmaster said, uh, I think Grandmaster is right. I think that if I understand the concept of the film um, somewhat, I believe that the Celestials are actually going to end up being like the real villain of the movie. Um, and the, what's going to happen that that the Earth is going to be destroyed in seven days or whatever is the um, is the second arrival of a new celestial, a celestial egg basically. That's that's that the, the energy from the snaps, like you know from the from with the Infinity Gauntlet, was enough of an en of energy to to was enough to uh, you know get the the this new celestial to be born essentially. Um, and so that's what's going to happen in the film is that like the Eternals, yes, they're going to be fighting the Deviants, but they're also going to be trying to stop the emergence of this new Celestial that's going to be born off the Earth. And essentially the Celestials have been like feeding off of the energy of the human race for like thousands of years. And that's what's been incubating this, this like this baby Celestial or whatever. So that's that's kind of the gist, I believe, or the premise of like the film. Um, but kind of going off of, I, I would have to agree with everybody that the, the cast looks great. Um, I love Angelina Jolie. Uh, I like Richard Madden. I like Kit Harington. Um, Sama Hayek looks really good. But I think that, um, you know, and you guys can tell me what you think, but I have a feeling basically that again, like you guys are saying, I feel like you're you're all really on point, and I agree with you that um, without some kind of like preface, you know, for this film to come out so people understand it better, the the trailers just come off kind of in a way where you really have no idea what's going on, um, you know. And 
if you're a lesser MCU fan, if you're not, if you don't want to take the time to read about this stuff, you're not really going to know what's going on. But at the same time, I do agree with Grandmaster to some extent. I would not be surprised if this film ends up actually getting like a an Oscar nomination or something like that. But when it's all said and done, it might not be for Best Picture. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being you know Oscar worthy for something, whether it's special effects or cinematography or whatever. But moving on from the Eternals, why don't we go ahead and jump over onto Shang-Chi, since that's actually going to be the movie that we have coming up the closest um, from a time standpoint. We all talked about before the show when we're going to be going to watch it. Um, and I know for myself, I'm going to be going to see it on Friday. Alexis is going on Thursday. Grandmaster's going on Saturday. And Yvonne's not sure yet. I'll go on Sunday just so it's even. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if I can figure out where this is. to live your life. Now you see me rise. And where did that get you? You walked in my shadow. I trained you most dangerous people in the world couldn't kill you. Son, it's time for you to take your place by my side. one day you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them you are a product of all who came before you the legacy of your family you are your mother and whether you like it or not you are also your father I told my men they wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. 
glad I was right. He's just a criminal who murders people. Be careful how you speak to me, boy. I thought I could change my name. Start a new life. But I could never escape his shadow. You can't run from your past. Is this what you wanted? You got this. Thank you. Sorry about that. <laughs> Anyways, so Grandmaster, what do you think, man? I mean, um, we've talked. I know we've talked about Shang Chi before in the past, but um, again, just your gut reaction based off the trailers, knowing that we're going to be watching the film uh, here in the next couple days, and we know quite a bit about it so far. What is your take, basically, on what we saw? Well, first up, I wanted to say that when Shang Chi was first announced, it was supposed to come out on Chinese New Year this year. Uh, it's a big event movie uh, with the all Asian cast uh, coming out on Chinese New Year. That would have been a thing. Unfortunately, we all know why it hasn't come out then yet. Um, but uh, me, as a person who travels to Asia a lot uh, because of family relations, uh, yeah, I was really excited to see it in Asia on Chinese New Year. And this was this, so. This movie was already in my high on my list as the most anticipated movies. Uh, the trailers only enhanced that and actually hyped me up further. I think it's it looks absolutely awesome. It, lo it looks very epic. It looks looks like a, a very good family story. Uh, yeah, it looks amazing. It has a freaking dragon in it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely. What do you What do you think, Yvonne? We're not. We probably won't spend that much time talking about Shang Chi, to be honest with you, because we've talked about it quite a bit in the past. But um, what do you think, Yvonne? What's your take just on the trailer so far? Um, a couple things. Number one, the uh, main actor for uh, for the movie is Canadian, so that's really exciting. Like, you know, Canada's being represented in the actors. Um, two, this is what a Marvel trailer looks like, right? Like we just finished talking about how the Eternals didn't really look like a Marvel trailer. Like this is a Marvel trailer. This is when they first introduce, you know, any new character. It's the hype. It's the action. You know, there's the story for the rest of us who need the story, but there's the action. There's a dragon. There's like some, some things happening. We're not really sure. It does tie into MCU perfectly. I'm excited for this movie. Um, this is the one that my son has like, this is mom, we're going to this movie. Um, so I better get on that now. Um, so yeah, this is, I'm, I'm really excited for this. I'm really excited to see the direction they go in the MCU with this, these characters. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but he's, his name is Sima Lu. 
I believe, if that's if that's how you pronounce it. Grandmaster, Simu is that Liu. right? Simu Lu. Okay. Yeah, Simu it's an Liu. it's an ooh, it's an ooh at the end, not a u. Simu Lu, or, or okay. right? Simu Lu. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's Shang Chi. Um, yeah. The apparently, I would say apparently he actually got on Twitter and was like, "Hey, I want to be in the MCU. Marvel, call me." And you know, literally, Squeaky Wheel gets the job. <laughs> he actually, he actually tweeted, "Hey, Marvel, are we going to talk Shang Shang Chi or not?" Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was four years ago, uh, and he was cast uh, two years ago. Wow. Yeah, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I said, Squeaky Wheel. Well, what yeah. do you think, Alexis? What do you, how do you feel about the trailers? Are you really excited about seeing the film? I am. I know that a lot of fans are excited to see the Mandarin done right. And I know that this will be a major discussion when we review the movie coming up. We're going to talk about what they did with Trevor Slattery versus this. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited. I'm also really anticipated about how this is very similar to how Black Panther, when they made that, was a black cast, black director, black writer. This time we got it with Asian with Asian Americans. And it's so cool to see that kind of representation in the Marvel Universe. Well, just in movies in general. The Marvels that went out of their way, they said, we don't just want, you know, Asian actors. We want to get an Asian director. We want to get all of this and we want to do it right. And they, it looks like they have. For the most part, yes, um, I, I would agree with you. I think that um, I, I'm I'm just I'm excited myself. I mean, I really am. I'm really looking forward to seeing the movie. I feel like um, that 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 uh, the first trailer that came out is growing on me. Like, if the first couple times I saw it, it didn't do that much for me, but it's starting to grow on me over time, um, and making me just more and more excited. And it, the, the, the story of Shang-Chi is not as convoluted as the Eternals. It's, it's pretty simple. You know, like, I mean, his dad is a bad guy. He's the head of the Ten Rings, you know, crime organization. And his dad wants him to come in and, like, be a part of the crime organization. And Shang-Chi doesn't want to. Like, it's not a complicated story. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, and then, of course, the other aspect of the film is that there's going to be, like, a Kung Fu-style tournament where like the winner supposedly gets the 10 rings or whatever, like, you know, whoever wins the tournament. And um, I was excited to see the abomination. I mean, I still am excited seeing the abomination uh, fighting Wong. I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome that Wong is in the movie. Um, like there's an actual MCU connection, like Yvonne was talking about, you know, like it ties into the MCU. Like they have links to the MCU, the abominations there, Wong's there. Um, Trevor Slattery is there. Yes, Trevor Slattery is there. I don't know. We don't. We didn't see him in the trailers, but, but he's in. He's in. He's listed movie. as one of the characters mm -hmm. in the film. Yes. Yeah, and well, I've heard, from what I've heard, that scene in the Spider-Man trailer, which again we will get to, where Wong leaves uh, the Sanctum Santorum, is he's headed to that that fight. Yes. So yeah. Just, yeah. So I I, I don't know why I just love the idea that they're overlapping the story, so they all happen in the same time. I. I guess it's a kick out of seeing uh, films and TV shows do that. It's a minor thing, but I love it. Yeah. Well, hey, I mean, Wong is in the What If episode four. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like he was in that, um, and now he's going to be in Shang Chi. He's going to be in Doctor Strange multi in the Multiverse of Madness. Wong's going to be pretty popular, but um, no, um, I think that um, like you got like like everybody already said the fact that there's a dragon like that's awesome. I mean, but. Um, I don't really think there's. I don't. I don't feel like there's really that much to say, really, else besides Shang Chi. To tell you the truth, I think that I just kind of wanted to go around and just get your gut reactions about the film. 
based on the trailers, what you guys were, are thinking going into watching it. If there's anything else you want to add on Shang-Chi before we move on to Spider-Man 3 and get into the big trailer, um, just let me know. Does anybody else have anything else on Shang-Chi, Grandmaster? No, not really. I'm, I'm just excited to see it in a couple of days. I am too. I am too. Um, I mean, I don't know how you guys are, are feeling about it, but at this point right now, if I had to rank the, the films, I'd say I would rank if the ones I'm the most I'm the most um, excited about are I guess probably Spider-Man three, then Shang Chi, then the Eternals. That would be my order. Yeah, for I me, Shang Chi. Way to put it. For me, Shang Chi would be number one, and uh, Spider-Man number okay. last. Okay, that's fair. I think that's fair. I but mean, I will get to that later. Why? I think Shang-Chi's going to be an excellent film. I don't know how well it's going to do in the box office, but I think it will do better than Black Widow. Uh, yeah, because it's going to be exclusive in theaters. I mean, Black Widow had had a hybrid release. Uh, it still made $125 million on streaming. Huh? So yeah. Uh, at, well, Black Widow was also a mess. I'm sorry. I stand by what I said. That movie was not good. It is not the best MCU movie. I agree. It, I think it's mid-tier. And uh, yeah. If you if you add the numbers up, it made about half a billion dollars. Uh, I think that's fair, especially within a pandemic. I think that's fair. You're talking about with the streaming mixed in with the box office? Yeah, the worldwide box office was about 375, and you add another 125 from uh, streaming, so you get to 500 million dollars. So uh, I think that's a fair amount. If you look at uh, if you look at where we are, we're still in a pandemic, especially in uh, non-Western countries. Uh, vaccination great uh, numbers are not really high. So uh, it's uh, I think it's a fair number. I'm going to get mine soon. I've been procrastinating, but I'm going to go down to Walgreens. I think next week, and I'm going to go ahead and do mine. Me and Alexis were just talking about this the other day. But Yvonne, I haven't had a chance to ask you. What do you think about the whole Black Widow lawsuit with um, Disney? It's fair. I think it's fair. A contract's a contract. They didn't uphold their end of the contract. I would say the same thing anybody who was, you know, going after them because a contract wasn't fulfilled. If we take our feelings out of it, right, a contract wasn't fulfilled. She didn't get what she was owed. End of story. Like, that. that's basically what it was. I think we just need to remove our feelings from it. And just, you know, set aside. That's her job. That's what she does for a living. So, yeah. Well, the reason she didn't get paid was because of the box office. Because the box the, the, the bonuses that were a part of her contract that she was due to receive were all bonuses that were based off of a certain level of box office performance. And so... Yeah, but and by the time the movie came out, it's not like COVID was a brand new thing. Disney knew exactly what they were doing, right? If they knew that it needed to be released, they could have amended the contract because there are no shortage of lawyers, right? Like it needed to be brought up and they didn't hold up their end of the contract. So, you know, if we just remove all of the, you know, MCU and the feelings and that, oh my goodness, it's Black Widow and oh my goodness, it's Disney. At the end of it, it comes down to a contract and the contract was broken. So... And they did, that's what and they, happens and they, when you break it. And for some reason, they didn't cut her into the Disney Plus, which I don't understand why they didn't do that. I don't get that. Which is um, really weird because they did that with the Jungle Cruise, with The Rock, and, you know, like, they cut them into the Disney release and stuff like that. So, again, you know, it just – a contract's a contract, and I stand by it, you know. I'd be just as mad if somebody had a contract and they broke it with me. So, 
doesn't matter how much money I have. That's my job. And that's what I do. You just make sure you take care. Yeah, I must I must say as a fan, I don't really care. Uh, it's a business conflict between a studio and an actress. Uh, yeah. And um, I got a okay movie out of it. And uh, I move on. It's not like uh, 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 why would I be taking sides? It's it's none of my business. It's Scarlett's yeah. business. It's Disney's business, and they they will figure it out. They will settle in or out of court, but they will settle it in the end. And uh, it's fine. And uh, if if you have a disagreement, uh, well, that happens, and I don't see the problem. Some people think that this could actually be some kind of catalyst that could that could actually be it be where a direction where Marvel is finally going to like lose some of its, you know, esteem or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that, like it's like it's kind of it takes away a little bit from them. Alexis, do you have anything with the lawsuit that you want to add in? Yeah, we are about to see a brand new clause that's going to be inserted into contracts. Mm -hmm. We're going to be seeing lawyers developing a new pandemic clause because the mm -hmm. fact is that this is something that businesses are now realizing they need to cover their asses on. The idea that, the, I mean, what happened? Look, I get where Johansson's coming from. I get a little bit where Disney's coming from. Yeah, COVID yeah. was a new, but at the same time, when they made Black Widow, when they first wrote the contract, they did, could not have foreseen this. No, so no. I, I honestly think that we're going to see a lot of lawyers, a lot of law offices really developing this new clause for their contracts to make sure that this kind of thing does not happen again. Basically saying that if, you know, act of God, as it were, you know, disrupts this movie, you know, here's your buyout, for lack of better words. I'm not a lawyer. I'm an artist. I don't know what I'm talking about with clauses. <laughs> but it's it's no different that when, you know, insurances used to have clauses for mm -hmm. this, then, and that, and then they had to put the act of God clause in there because they couldn't pay for everything that was happening because of tornadoes or, uh, you know, like um, massive hurricanes and, and things like that. Like they're, they had to put that clause in there. So it's exactly. the same thing. We've never had, we've never been through a pandemic. There there is an amendment in the world. People have to adjust the clause and how they do business, and then life goes on. But I mean, honestly, as if I was a lawyer, I that would have been one of the things I first should have done for Disney was go, okay, whose clause could we potentially be breaking? But um, Grandmaster said it right. It's none of our business. It's between them, and it doesn't really need to go through you know, the media, we don't need to be watching what's happening. That can be done closed doors and everybody's going to still watch MCU. Nobody's going to stop watching it because, you know, Scarlett Johansson didn't get her money. Like, we're still That's a good point. It is, it's a Disney Scarlett thing. It's not a Marvel Studios thing. Kevin yeah. Feige already flat out said that, that they should just pay her. And it's, a, it's yeah. a conflict between a very rich actress and a very rich studio. And in the end, who cares? Yeah. In the in the end, Scarlett Johansson, Disney is basically going to walk up to Scarlett Johansson, hand her a very large check, say, "Okay, this will cover the difference. They will settle out of court. This will be settled out of court." Oh yeah. Okay? That there is no question about that. And then Disney lawyers will have a new clause put into all future contracts. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, um I don't know. My dad is like his whole, he has this whole personal take on it where he feels like ScarJo really got screwed because like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. got paid. Chris, you know, Chris Evans got paid. You know what I mean? Like, why didn't, why isn't ScarJo getting paid? You know, uh, like that. because of a pandemic 
and yes. that's that's nobody's fault and i mean that happens and uh, uh it wasn't covered in the contract of course because who who could have foreseen this um and yeah uh, then i don't think she got screwed uh i, I do think uh that's a, just a personal take uh that that disney needs to do her right and uh uh and they will in the end and uh, it may take a while and it may uh, lawyers are involved so it will always be a little bit messy but uh, yeah they will settle and again it's not important for what i'm in for and that's the movies itself uh, yeah. speaking so have, of, i was saying speaking of pandemics ahead. though um little news just popped up over my feed here uh, insider report, there is a very good chance that Spider-Man No Way Home may be delayed until March 2022. Really? Oh. Uh, looks like studios are starting to get a little paranoid about the Delta variant. Hmm. Interesting. They need better put those clauses in right away. Then. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Yeah, somebody, you know, someone else just wrote on there. It's like, oh, just put everything on D- on Disney Plus. I'm like, no, 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 no. I am not seeing Spider. I'm sorry. I saw Black Widow at home just because uh, my husband wasn't feeling good, so we decided to stay home and pay premium access for this. Spider Man, you get 3D tickets and you go see that on the freaking IMAX screen. That is yeah. not a movie you watch at home. Yeah, I think you want. I think well, you unless you watch- have a really good TV and a sound system, oh. because we have a huge TV and like surround sound, so. It's like being in a theater. Well, that's the thing, though. I kind of feel like maybe if you had saw Black Widow in the theater, Alexis, I think you would have enjoyed it more, potentially. Maybe. maybe. Just, we actually talked about that on the Rattelich and Broadcasting Network when we reviewed uh, Artemis Fowl, which is a terrible movie. But we discussed how we all saw it at home because it was released on Disney Plus during the height of the pandemic. And we said, you know, one of the takeaways is that none of us are talking about the special effects in this movie and all the CGI and everything used to create the the, the fairy world or whatever it was. I'm like, it's like we're all saying the movie is bad, but would there have been a saving grace if we had seen it on the big screen and actually been able to enjoy the experience of seeing it like that? You know, a lot of times when we talk about a movie, even if it's the one we don't enjoy, if it's still good looking enough, we will discuss that. You know, I we thought, will talk I thought, about how CGI is good. I thought the Black Widow film was actually visually stimulating to me. Like, I really did, especially the scenes in Budapest, I thought were great. Um, go ahead, Grandmaster. Well, I've, I've seen Black Widow uh, first on the small screen, and I mean a small screen. It was a computer monitor. And then I saw it on... Uh, in the movie theater the next day. Uh, I thought it uh, didn't feel any difference to me. Uh, it was an okay movie, and uh, I, uh, 7 out of 10. Uh, it's mid-tier MCU, and uh, which is uh, usually already a lot better than most movies they put out. But, uh, yeah, it wasn't great or anything. Okay, well, I, you know what? Oh, go ahead, about I loved Black Widow, but that's because I've seen her character throughout them, and I owed it to watch the story of Black Widow. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I know like, you like Black it. Widow. We agreed you when we did the review on the on the yeah. BSU Bleeding Edge that we all we loved it. Right, but it, you know, like for some people, you watched it because you owed it to know like the end of her character, yes. right? Like you, 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 even if it wasn't super great, like you, you needed to watch it just to kind of see the end of it. But mm-hmm. I think they make movies 
so that when you go to the theater, it's like visually stimulating. Um, and, and some of these movies are just not meant to see, and to see on a tiny screen. I think they did a mm-hmm. good job wrapping up her arc in the MCU overall. That's my take on it. Is they, I think they did a good job with that. I'm happy with how they wrapped up her arc. Um, uh, to me, well, it was more. Oh, say, you want to hear my opinion on uh, the on the movie? Yeah. Go watch the. Go listen to the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network's review of Black Widow on Damn You Hollywood. Plug plug. <laughs> I. For, on the grounds that we have a what if show to review tonight, and I still have a lot of work to do, I am hoping let's not turn this into a Black Widow discussion we're for too no, long. No, we're going to go ahead and jump be here that long. I've, I've only I, I've only watched the Spider Man three trailer one time, so this is going to be my second time watching it. So let's go ahead and watch it. Look at this. This is a good one. Some suggest that Parker's powers include the male spider's ability to hypnotize females. Stop. Come on. <laughs> yes, my spider lord. <laughs> Can we just, like, stay up here all day? It is so crazy down there. That's right, folks. Spider-Man is, in fact, Peter Parker. Listen, I did not kill Mysterio. The drones did. The drones that are yours. Does any part of you feel relieved about all this? What do you mean? Now that everybody knows, you don't really have to hide or lie to people. For the record, I never wanted to lie to you. But how do you tell someone that you're Spider-Man? Now everybody knows. But this isn't about me. This is hurting a lot of people. I've just been thinking about how to fix all of this. So, Peter. What do I owe the pleasure? I'm sorry to bother you, sir. Please, we saved half the universe together. I think we're beyond you calling me, sir. Okay, Steven. That feels weird, but I'll allow it. When Mysterio revealed my identity, my entire life got screwed up. I was wondering if maybe you could make it so that he never did. Strange. Don't cast that spell. It's too dangerous. Fine, I won't. Entire world is about to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Wait, everyone? Can't some people still know? That's not how the spell works. So MJ's gonna forget about everything we've ever been through? Stop tampering with the spell. Oh my god, Ned, he's my best friend. Oh, my Aunt May should really know. Stop talking! What just happened? tampered with the stability of space-time. The multiverse is a concept about which we know frighteningly little. The problem is you trying to live two different lives. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Hello, Peter. All right. Grandmaster, you're up first. What are your thoughts on the Spider-Man you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. No, go I ahead. Abso- I absolutely hated it. Really? 
Yeah. Okay. I am. Um, I I don't like multiverse stories. I, I don't. don't like connecting old franchises to the MCU. I don't, and I get everything like that. So I absolutely hate what they are doing. Well, you know what? That's a very bold um, take, uh, and I appreciate your honesty. I do. I know you don't care for the multiverse stuff, and I'll be honest with you, Grandmaster. You and I have been in agreement on that on the podcast of champions multiple times now because I'm in the same space that you are. I'm okay with the Spider-Man 3 trailer. I like the direction they're going, but at the same time, I really feel like this, if they overdo this multiverse stuff, it could really backfire. Um, yeah. Multiverse uh, has a potential to lead to lazy writing. If I need a character, I can just grab it from the multiverse and boom, it's in the MCU. And yep. uh, Marvel Studios has never done that before. They always did the work. They always build up. They always introduce characters in a natural way. And uh, using the multiverse, to me, is weak sauce. Um, that being said, I really hope that... Um, Alfred Molina and all the other characters that are rumored to be in this movie are like uh, J.K. Simmons, J.J.J. Uh, J. in Far From Home. Uh, same actor, same character, different iteration. If it's like that, I'm fine with it. And I do hope that they close the multiverse drama after uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness because uh, yeah, I just don't like it. I think they will. I think they will. Um Yvonne, what do you think? What is your, your take on the Spider-Man 3 trailer? Um, as Alexa said, you know, when you saw, like, Spider-Man come up and you're like, ah, everyone got really excited. I think that's what happens when you see, like, Dr. Octopus shows up and he's like, hello, Peter. You know, all of a sudden I'm transported back into, like, early 2000 when I first watched Spider-Man and, and really enjoyed you know, the Spider-Verse and stuff. So that's exciting. I'm excited to see it. Um, I do think with Grandmaster the same way, people are not understanding the multiverse. Um, I've had a conversation numerous times where people are like, I don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. Are they the same people? Are they different people? Do they like mold into one? And so if, you know, if we keep going down this without explaining any more of what's happening, you're, we're going to lose a lot of people. But as for just Spider-Man, the No Way Home trailer, I'm really excited. I, I think it's going to be a great movie, and I'm really excited because I understand what's happening in the multiverse. So I'm going to go and enjoy it. <laughs> Alexis, do you think that, that, that Spider-Man 3 could end up potentially being kind of convoluted based off of this whole multiverse aspect? Honestly, no. I, I think this is the way Marvel's going to be going. It was really set up with the Loki series, and... I agree. It can be an issue. It can lead to lazy writing. You, Grandmaster, you're 100% right there. But I don't think it will lead to lazy writing. I feel that the multiverse uh, usage in Marvel Cinematic Universe is actually going to be really useful for bringing in more characters. Because we have a lot of other Marvel characters to bring in that, frankly, it makes no sense for to say, oh, they've been in the background this whole time and, you know, during the whole thing with Thanos and the snap or the blip or whatever you call it, they, they, they were just in the background hanging out. That, that doesn't make sense. I think that doing this is going to be a really good way to introduce a lot of new characters, especially X-Men. The trailer got me wow. so... Are, are you are you saying you're, you're really going to piss me and Grandmaster off now? Are you saying that you want them to bring the X Men from the multiverse? 
I'm not saying I want to, but if you made me, you know, place a bet, that's what I would put my money on right now. I, I reserve the right to change my mind, but that's if if I have to lay down my predictions, that's what I think they're going for. Either way, still really excited about it. The trailer I thought was so well done. And I'm a little bit of an ego boost here for myself when we were okay. By the way, mentioned about J. Jonah Jameson. When we reviewed um, Far From Home on the other network, I just, I, I was, we were talking about things we liked, things we didn't like. I'm like, can we just all at least agree? Every Marvel fan in the world agrees that J.K. Simmons should always play J. Jonah Jameson. It's like, can we at least all get on that page? Please? Yeah, I, I, I don't have any problem with it. Mm-hmm. But okay, let's talk Doc Ock. I mean, well, we I, I still, I still had. A, I'm sorry, I, I still did have a point to make. I wasn't done talking. Oh, go oh. ahead, Alexis. Go ahead. That will get you in, Grandmaster. Uh, no, what made me excited is that before, you know, we knew anything about this film before we knew they were going to go with the multiverse theory. I had my, I put down a prediction that the next Spider-Man movie was going to be Sinister Six. I said, we're, now that uh, Peter Parker's identity is leaked, and you had that lead up with Scorpion at the end of Homecoming, the whole, we've got some guys here who just really want to crack at him. The idea that now they all know who it is. I really predicted we were going to get a version of the Sinister Six. And then when they said they were doing the multiverse, I'm like, okay, fine, I guess we're not getting it. We're seeing Green Goblin. We're seeing Doc Ock. We saw, we saw Electro. We saw Sandman. And from what I heard, that shadow figure that attacks the one guy is supposed to be Lizard. Yeah. I think I'm getting my, my prediction is still right. And we are going to get a version of the Sinister Six. And I'm really excited about that. I think that voice that you hear at one point is the Lizard. I don't think that that's the Green Goblin. When you hear that voice say, don't, you know, uh, uh, don't. Uh, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you wish for. I think that, oh, that that's, was that's Doctor Strange. That is that's Benedict Cumberbatch saying that. Oh, definitely. okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, Grandmaster, what were you going to say? Well, um, you now we get Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. He's coming back. Um, Spider Man Two is one of the most awesome comic book movies of all time, and without uh, question, Doc, yeah. And uh, Doc Ock. Uh, had a great arc in that, but he died. Now they're bringing him back, and that worries me because that takes away from that movie, in my view, as a fan. Uh, so I really hope it's not the same iteration of the character. Uh, and that, and uh, as, as an additional point, there is a uh, Dr. Octavius running around in the main MCU uh, universe. And uh, we wouldn't get that Doc, doc Ock. And uh, uh, yeah, that, 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 that saddens me as well. I mean, uh, it's, 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 it's a bit easy. We've seen this already. And rehashing things is never a good idea. Uh, I can imagine it as one-off and then I would be totally on board. And if I... Uh, take away my concerns and put them aside. I see the awesomeness in his trailer. Don't get me wrong. I see it. I can see why people are excited. It's just not for me. And I'm happy for the people who want this to happen. Uh, they get what they want. It's just not what I want. But I'm not a selfish person. I get what you're saying, Grandmaster. But let me put it. Let me let me throw a hypothetical situation to you. What we were just talking about with the Eternals and the idea of this new these new characters and new villains and everything. Let's say that this trailer 
we br- they brought in another actor to play Doc Ock, and then it was just going to be, an- and then we- it was another dimensions, another universes, Doc Ock, another d- universes, Spider Man. I feel that by having Alfred Molina reprise his role, and yes, you know, it is weird that he died, but I feel that ha- reprising his role in there cements a little bit better the idea of the multiverse without it being too overwhelming and too much to throw onto our sh- our shoulders at once. I feel that having the same char- the same actor come back to play this role is striking that, oh, that's what's going on. I honestly think that if this movie had brought in another actor to play Doc Ock from another dimension, it would have been too new, too much, and too confusing. So even though, yes... You know Molina's role and the scene, his death scene in Spider-Man Two. I, I, no one's going to argue that Spider-Man Two is an, an amazing movie. That and Into the Spider-Verse are always going to be up there as the two greatest Spider-Man movies of all time, easily. But I feel that having that up there is what they needed to strike a balance for the fans and those who are not a hundred percent familiar with what's going on. Okay, I think that's fair. I, and um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and as far as the whole thing with the X Men, like we were talking about before a minute ago, we didn't. Me- I didn't mention this during the Eternals, but obviously, um, this this whole concept in the Eternals that the energy from the snaps, uh, Hulk snap and mm-hmm. Thanos snap and everything like that, is enough energy to power the celestial egg or whatever that's on Earth or whatever, could also very well be the reasoning for where mutants would be coming from. You know what I mean? Like that energy could have could have could have caused, um, you know, a a a um, a dormant, you know, X gene in people to activate or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, that, that could give us mutants. But at the same time, it still doesn't make up for where the hell was Wolverine been the entire time? Where's Professor Xavier been the entire time? Um, you know, so. I don't how they're going to work that all out. I have no idea. Um, but Yvonne, do you have anything else? To, do you want to add to the Spider-Man three talk? Now I'm just really excited to see it. I love Dr. Strange. Um, Tom Holland has been fantastic as Spider-Man. Um, I just, I love how they casted Spider-Man. It's really hard. <laughs> it's hard when you've seen it, you know, done like two other times and you know, that's nostalgia for you. They've really casted so well. I'm really excited to see it. I'm excited how it's going to tie into Doctor Strange and the multiverse, you know, and, you know, Alexis is right. I really love how they brought in an old character um, because it does cement that there's something happening in the multiverse without me having to whisper to somebody beside me going, that's the character, that's this, this is what's happening. So we don't have a long backstory in the movie. We can actually just get on with it. So I do see that. And I think that's going to be why um, they brought those characters back because it's actually pulling from something we're already familiar with so that they can build on it. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good, great movie. And I cannot wait to see it in the theaters. There's a question that's been buzzing around that I just want to hear your guys' opinion on if I can, if we can Go real ahead. quick. So we know that this trailer got leaked and I don't know if you guys saw the uh, leak when it first came out. Um, it was a bootleg. Uh, the I, I saw it. It was a bootleg. It had a watermark over it. You could barely I hear it. Until, I waited until the real trailer came out. Okay, I did watch it. You could barely hear what was going on because someone in a different language was talking over it. The special effects were not complete. It was very crude uh, CGI animation. You could tell that the, the, it was placeholders and stuff. 
But then Marvel releases the other tra- the finished trailer. But here's the thing: there are some people who are saying that Marvel leaked it on purpose to build up excitement, and then they release the proper trailer. Do you a think that yes, Marvel leaked the incomplete trailer via a bootleg to get people excited, or b do you think someone done screwed up, got fired, and Marvel just said, "Well, we might as well release the finished trailer now." So what, what do you think happened? I'll go first, and then and then we'll go to Grandmaster, and then we'll go to Avon. I think that Marvel leaked it. Or Disney, wh- whoever you want. Marvel, Marvel, Disney, Disney Sony, yeah. I don't – whoever had it. Yeah, you, I do. do that's think what I, it was- yeah, I do believe that that's what happened. Grandmaster, what do you <laughs> yeah. think? I, I actually don't know. I know that three days before uh, the, the trailer came out, uh, Kevin Feige was on uh, comicbook.com talking to Brandon Davis saying, isn't it ever enough when uh, he was asked about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? Like, hey, stop nagging me. So maybe he was just fed up <laughs> and just released the damn thing. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, it, uh, if I were to guess, uh, it does sound like something Marvel would do. Avon? Um, yes, I think Marvel leaked it. And I think it's funny because everybody was talking about when DC did all the Snyder cuts and stuff like that. And, you know, things were coming out. And I know that Marvel, a lot of fans were like, oh, I wish this would happen. I wish this was happening. And I wish this. And all of a sudden we got a leaked trailer to like the biggest movie people have been waiting for. I'm like, yeah, that's not a coincidence. I think they leaked it. I think with everything that was happening with the lawsuit, you know, like we're going to boast, boost some numbers up here and uh, that's how we're going to do it. So I think they leaked it on their own. It seems like something that Marvel would do to me as well. It really does. I mean, uh, yeah. I, think, I think that they do a really good job of controlling this these environments, these, these, like, these, these productions and everything. I think they do a really good job of trying to make sure that nothing gets leaked unless they want it leaked, you know, um, mm-hmm. not that it doesn't happen. It does happen. Let's be honest here. We all know we've all, we've, I mean, let's look at infinity war and Endgame and all the leaks that came out that ended up being completely true months and months and months before Endgame came out months and months before infinity war. Um, you know, there are certain people out there that are leakers, but okay. Um, let's listen. I mean, basically, why don't we go ahead and wrap this up folks? Um, why don't we go ahead and do all of our plugs right now? Um, Yvonne, if you want to start first, Yvonne is the host of On the Road to Damascus podcast through Anchor. If you want to go ahead and kind of um, just, uh, you know, plug that, Yvonne, and say your goodbyes. Yeah, they have podcasts on the road to Damascus. We're heading into season three starting in September. So we're really excited about it. And you can find all that information on DamascusExperience.com. Thank you very much for having me. We're really glad to have you. And what is that? What is the website again? DamascusExperience.com. Great. Because I will check it out myself. I always love to look at people's websites so I can try to see if I can find things that I can steal and put on mine. <laughs> um, Grandmaster, do you want to go ahead and shout out Sakar.freeforms.net and the podcast of champions and kind of explain that whole deal? No, you already did it for me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you can find the forum on sakar.freeforms.net. And uh, if you type in Podcast of Champions uh, on YouTube, you can find our YouTube channel. Uh, if you want to be on our podcast or review, uh, that's possible. Just sign up on Sakar and uh, you, you, you can be on the, on the podcast or review. And uh, we love to see you there. So 
from Jones. Yes. I am a guest on there regularly, and I do enjoy myself on there. I like being on the forum. Um, we we uh, we have Arch usually on the show, and he comes from the podcast of champions as well. Lord Deathman is going to be on the panel tonight with me and Alexis on the 9.05 p.m. live stream edition of the MCU's Bleeding Edge that we're going to be doing in about three hours. So, um, Alexis, do you want to go ahead and go ahead and, and plug all of your stuff and plug the the, uh, the Religion Broadcasting Network stuff? Absolutely. Religion Broadcasting Network, like, like I said earlier, we just did our roundtable discussion on Candyman. Uh, it was very different way of reviewing, but I think it was a lot of fun. Uh, we are also going to be doing a quick review on the new uh, Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse shorts that have been premiering on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Mark and I will be recording and debuting that on Friday. We just wrapped up our latest episode of Tripped Up Trivia uh, this last Saturday. Had so much fun recording that. Um, we will be reviewing uh, Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings hopefully next week. I need to double-check my calendar because I have been all over the country this last month. I did two weeks in Florida, then came back to Kansas City, and then I just came back from Colorado Springs. I don't even know what time zone I'm in anymore. <laughs> so uh, we will be heading, uh, Honeysuckle Rose Creations, we'll be heading to the Cincinnati Comic Expo uh, coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, until then, like I mentioned, we are doing our Labor Day sale starting on Friday the 3rd. Everything in both our uh, Etsy and Handmade and Amazon shops will be uh, 15% off. By the way, Jeff, you do realize you have left my um, yes. logo. Yep. There it is. Now I'm pointing in the right direction. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to put it right now. Yeah, it's like I appreciate the extra plugs, but at the same time, it's like, you know, my jewelry's been on the front page of this. Yes. this I wanted it to be out there so people could see it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. So, yes, Honeysuckle Rose Creations. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So. I'm sure I could probably add a link to your to your to your stuff too, probably in the uh, description for this video. Um, I'll talk to you. I'll get with you after the show about that. You got see, it. see what we can put together. You know, for a description for the that stuff. I've got to get along to, to do to making to starting to do is making sure that I start getting you guys' links and stuff like that out there in the the descriptions of these videos so people can get to your actual content. Um, but Grandmaster. What's the ETA on the Shang-Chi review on the podcast of champions looking like? Uh, for now, it's scheduled to be recorded on uh, 5 p.m. on Sunday. Um, okay, so Sunday, not Saturday. Uh, yeah, uh, Saturday we are doing our What If uh, episode four review. Okay. Um, and some people couldn't make it uh, to go on Saturday uh, to watch the movie, so they will uh, watch it on Sunday and then... I think Taylor is going to be watching it, come home, and then immediately dive into the review. So uh, for now, we're recording it on Sunday, so expect it to be online somewhere Monday or Tuesday, depending yes, on how busy I, I am. Oh, yes. I would definitely advise everybody out there um, to subscribe to the Podcast of Champions YouTube channel. Uh, we have a lot of fun over there. We do some really great shows, and um, I'll be looking forward to doing that Shang-Chi review with you here, Grandmaster, hopefully this weekend. But, You're um, welcome. If you want, you can join us. Uh, you can know where to find us. That's right. We can we can always use new guests. Um, so, okay, everybody. Well, look, for, for the MCU's Bleeding Edge, can I just say that I wouldn't mind shamelessly plugging that I would love to have as many people as possible subscribe to our YouTube channel. This is going to be a basically strictly YouTube release here, this video. So, um, everybody out there, if you could subscribe to the MCU's Bleeding Edge, of course, support our guest content. 
and you know just um give us love don't be afraid to write us a review on this don't be afraid to comment on the video when it comes out uh say nice things to us uh, we like positive feedback and um it was really great to have you Yvonne. it was really great to see you alexis grandmaster um i look forward to working with all of you again here shortly and um, we will talk to you very soon thank you very much folks we'll see you next time